I just take CD cases. There's a difference. Whatever you say, Dino said, standing up and reaching for his raincoat. Let's get out of here. I don't want to, Stone grumbled. You don't want to do anything, you desolate fuck. And I can't stand it anymore. Now put your coat on and come with me, or I'll just shoot you here and now. Nobody would ever prosecute me. It would be justifiable homicide. Oh, all right, Stone said, struggling to his feet and grabbing his coat. One drink, if the guy serves decent booze. Then I'm out of there. The apartment was a duplex in the East 60s, definitely not the preserve of an assistant DA. You're right, Stone said as they handed their coats to a maid. He's got money. There's at least a million dollars of art hanging in this room. What are you, his insurance agent? Dino whispered. Try and have a good time, okay? Tell me more about this guy, Stone said. Word is he's up for chief deputy DA, and he's gonna run for DA, if the old man ever retires. He'll grow old waiting, Stone said. A handsome man of about 40 spotted Dino and came across the room, towing a tall, blonde woman in a Chanel suit. Dino, he said, shaking hands. I'm glad you could make it. You remember Dana? The woman shook Dino's hand. Who's this? she asked, turning her gaze on Stone. This is Stone Barrington, Dana. Stone, this is Martin and Dana Broom. How do you do, Stone said mechanically, shaking their hands. I've heard of you, Broom said, steering Stone and Dino toward the bar. You were Dino's partner at the 19th Precinct a while back, weren't you? A while back, Stone echoed. After I left the force, they had to kick him upstairs. Nobody else would ride in the same car with him. You're over at Woodman and Weld, aren't you? I'm of counsel to them, Stone replied. But Woodman and Weld would probably rather you didn't know it. It was a remark he wouldn't have made if he had been entirely sober. Broom laughed. What are you drinking? Wild turkey on the rocks, if you have it. Broom grabbed a bottle that looked like a crystal decanter and poured Stone a double. This is wild turkey, but it's got a leg up on the standard stuff. Stone tasted the whiskey. The man was right. This stuff cost 30 bucks a bottle. He was beginning to like Broom. A couple arrived at the front door and Broom went off to greet them. Wander around, he said. Meet some people. Stone looked around. The room was jammed with people, and somebody was playing the piano rather well. I see at least four cops, he said to Dino. So what? There are a lot of civilians here, too. If you consider assistant DAs civilians. Who's the tall guy by the fireplace? Tom Deacon. He runs the DA's investigative division. I don't like him, Stone said. Have you ever even met him? No. What the hell is the matter with you lately? He's got shifty eyes. He's with the DA, isn't he? The party had clearly been going on for some time, because there was no food left and everybody had had several drinks. Stone was as drunk as any of them, but not as gregarious. 
He looked for a quiet corner. He left Dino with Dana Broom and walked through a pair of double doors into a handsome library. A pair of leather-winged chairs faced each other before a cheerful fire, and Stone headed for one. He sat down, glad to be alone. Then he saw that the other chair was occupied. A chestnut-haired woman in a pinstriped suit sat with her legs pulled under her, reading by firelight from a leather-bound book. She glanced at him, raised her glass a millimeter in greeting, then went back to her book. You'll ruin your eyes, Stone said. She gazed at him for a moment. You've changed, Mom. Sorry. What are you reading? Lady Chatterley's Lover. I haven't read that since high school, he said. I haven't read it at all, she replied. It seemed terribly erotic at 16, but then almost everything did.